Live. Welcome to the first Monolith Podcast pre-show, ladies and gents. Wow, official. Official. And uh, this week is my week. First mm-hmm. week. First week's my week. Oh yeah. And uh, there's a couple. There's a couple topics I mold around with Isaac on my way over here because I was thinking gotcha. there's a, there's lots to talk about right now. We've got a lot right. of good media out. Sure, we do. My instinct mm-hmm. was Elden Ring. Mm, yeah, it's not a bad one. The only thing about that, plenty of opportunities to talk about Elden Ring. Are you kidding? Oh, me? and we'll do an Elden Ring episode. And we're gonna baby need boy. we're gonna need more than fifteen minutes yes. to cover that. Yeah. Uh, I talk about getting my ass kicked by one boss for fifteen minutes. <laughs> exactly. For being honest, um, I also thought, hey, maybe the Arkham games would be a little relevant right now. Oh yeah, okay. But but also plenty of other opportunities to bring that up. Just this episode, cool. to be honest. I only have a little bit to say about it. That's fair. But something we never talk about, Isaac, uh-huh. and something that I think both of us have been diving into a little bit more recently, right? is music. That's true. We never talk about music, mostly because we don't ever. really listen to it that much. Right, yeah, I know. But you're doing a little Rolling Stone Top 100 albums yes. of all time, uh-huh. and that's introduced you to a lot of new music. Oh, yes. And last we talked, you gave me some recs, some recommendations, mm-hmm. and there's one prolific artist on there that I've been like, damn, this has been a big blind spot in right. my music taste. That's David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Mr. <sighs> David Bowie. Oh, my goodness. King shit. King shit. So I listen to all of Hunky Dory. Oh, God, I love Hunky Dory. Great album. Yeah. And I know it's like... The most popular ones on there, but fucking Life on Mars. Yeah, dude. Is there life on Mars? Yeah, great stuff. So great good, stuff. dude. Great stuff. I'll play a little clip of it. Yeah, play a little, fact, little clip of it. I'll let you keep talking while I look up, uh, what the fuck's it called? Life on Mars? Life on Mars, yeah. And I also feel like every time I hear a David Bowie song and I don't know it's David Bowie, I'm like, damn, this is good stuff. Who, Who is this? Who is this? Yeah. David Bowie? Of course it's David Bowie. Never fucking do it. information. That's not. That's not David Bowie. <laughs> that's not David Bowie. That's crisp air. <laughs> it's a god-awful small affair To the girl with the mousy hair But her money is yelling no Too far. Cause I wrote it ten times or more. It's about to be written again. As I ask you to focus on singing, in the dance hall. Oh man, look at those cavemen go. It's the freakiest show. Yeah, good stuff. Fucking so Great good. Stuff. So good. Right. And so even uh, there's been, I've found myself. A lot these last couple of weeks, just driving around at night, and I'll, I'll be happening to be listening to that. Mm-hmm. Several times, we'll just replay Life on Mars, windows down. It's fucking Blair, 9 dude. p.m. I'm driving down State Street. I'm going to Rancheritos. I got the burrito in the car. I'm yelling, oh, right. Just and such a fucking great vibe. Opening out, al- opening song to that changes, album. changes, changes. Great stuff. Face changes. Now it is funny. You mentioned that it was I was on this list doing it right. Right. This was the first David Bowie album to appear on the top. It's, it's the Rolling Stones' top 500 albums of all time. I wasn't going to listen to four, 500 through 101. That's ridiculous. I mean, I could. It's nothing. That's a five-year project me, right there. I was like, I don't want to do that. Right. Yeah, that's too much. So I was like, I'll start with 100 and work my way down. So Hunky Dory was the first David album to appear. And I've since listened to two more, oh, but Hunky Dory is by far my favorite. Still, still. your favorite? Yeah, wow. easily, easily. That's his first one. 
It was the first one on the album. Oh, or I on see. the list, I mean. Like, I think it was like 87 or something like that. With artists like him that are so, like, iconic and classic, mm-hmm. their discographies are really intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with, like, Hunky Dory. It's like, if you go on David Bowie's, like, Apple Music thing, hunky, you gotta look for Hunky Dory. Right, yeah, it's like, not even it's on not, there. It's right. not on his, like, top songs or even his top album, as right. far as I understand. And there's still really good stuff on there. Like, I listened to Space Oddity today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, so good, yeah. dude. Just something about, like, just his voice and his energy, this... It's just so weird. Yeah. A little seductive. And he's just a cool fucking guy. He's just, yeah, he's really artsy. And like a lot of like artists I admire, like just fucking love David Bowie. Mm -hmm. Like Hideo Kojima is like a fucking huge David Bowie head. (laughs) And his last album, have you ever listened to Black Star? No, but I need to. That's the one that he was like, it's like about like his mortality and shit. It's about him dying. Yeah. That's fucking terrifying. You know who he said it was one of his biggest inspirations for that album? Who? Death Grips. Really? Yeah. That's so fucking cool. It doesn't sound like a Death Grips album, but it's very experimental and weird. Yeah. But it, oh, I love that album. That one's really sad. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, I've been really into into David Bowie lately for sure. Yeah. I also listened to uh, the Radiohead album you had me listen to. It's pretty good. It's also still really good. The only thing with Radiohead that I kind of feel like, and maybe that's my fault because I always listen to it when I'm like busy. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs kind of blend together. For oh me. yeah, it just sounds like one like long song. Almost. Yeah, exactly. It still sounds good. Like I really like Radiohead sound. It's like a grungy, poppy sort of sound. Yeah, I really like it. It's like your dad's brand new. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. <laughs> but no, they are, they are, it has been good. It's just like, I've also listened to a lot of music that I am like, I can appreciate this, but I don't like this. Oh really? Yeah. Like I'm not a big Bob Dylan fan. Oh really? I just, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah, <there's, laughs> I don't know. There's some Bob Dylan. I'm like, yeah, I can jam to this, but most of his stuff, I'm like, yeah, no, I, let's turn that off. Yeah, you know whose album was surprisingly? Well, I guess not surprisingly. I had never listened to it, but I was like, I actually really enjoyed this. Who is it? Was like um, Jay Z's The Blueprint. That was actually a really good really? album. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Nas Illmatic. That was pretty good. Uh-huh. I listened to Dr. Dre's The Chronic. I don't really care for it that much. It's fine. It's not bad. Oh, I see. But it's, I was just like, this isn't like outside of like the, the iconic songs from that album. I was like, yeah, "Eh, it's all right. But no, I found some good stuff doing that. Yeah. I'm on number 36 right now. Oh, wow. You're getting to the cranking down, getting to the real, real good stuff. Yeah. So we'll see what, we'll see what keeps going. There's a, there's another album I kind of want to talk to you about uh that you listen to. Oh yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) And you're getting a little, you get a little red in the face talking about it. (laughs) You want me to intro it? Yeah. Intro it. All right. That's the best way to introduce it. Yeah. So I told Jake, I texted him as soon as I I was like, this album came up on the list and I was like, (laughs) here we go. I guess I'll fucking listen to this album. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Then I get to the end of the album and I'm like. Damn, that's good. That's actually a pretty great album. <laughs> like, it's like, unironically, I was like, that's a great album. Mm-hmm. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> but I did text Jake to be like, hey, you'll appreciate it. Oh, yeah. But it's is like, uh, I don't know how, wh- which one should I start? Which should I play? Uh, I'll let you pick. Oh, definitely this one. Oh, sorry, I picked it for no, you. No, that's good, that's good. <laughs> Here we go, folks. This is what I was listening to. Breathe, breathe in the air. 
that just makes you feel like you're already high. Yeah, exactly. And just uh, that, like... It's Pink uh, Floyd. It's, yeah, it's, it's Dark Side of the Moon by Dark, Pink, Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. Um, Great album. Everybody knows of that album. And it's it's one of those, oh, Pink Floyd. That's why yeah. I texted Jake. I was like, everybody used to tease Jake, yeah. Punk Floyd, in, at Punk Floyd. In junior high, yeah, I yeah. was a big Pink Floyd head, and I got fucking teased for it. Who knew you were... I, was, I wouldn't say you were, like... I was bullied. <laughs> and you weren't, like, ahead of the curve. They were, like, no. one of the biggest bands of all time. And also, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but and for our age graphic, demographic, like, yeah, yeah no, that wasn't I went right. from this to Pierce the Veil. Well, that's a, Pierce the Veil's got one good song. <laughs> King for a Day. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good fucking song. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, it's funny to, because after I listened to him in, like, junior high and stuff, I didn't really go back to it, just because, like, my music taste is just kind of started evolving on its own i was mostly just listening to that because right. my friends liked it and i liked it too but um but it's funny to listen to that album now because when you talked about it i was like i could listen to some of that and i did like all day that day i was just listening to it and i was like this is fucking it's good, still actually. fucking good yeah but it's it's especially funny to listen to songs like that where just the themes of that music and uh-huh. like the sophistication of it mm-hmm. is just so i it's so funny to imagine a little 14 year old me being like this is good breathe in the air <laughs> yeah exactly yeah, i love this and I, i'm not even saying that from a perspective of like oh yeah as a kid I knew all about drug abuse, <laughs> but like just mostly it's just funny for me to listen to that now and be like, Oh my God. Yeah. These are like fucked up. I definitely did not understand that when I was a kid. And, and it's not like, I also do like, I, it's not that I was like anti this just because I was like anti Pink Floyd in general. Like we, yeah. the first Pink Floyd album I had ever listened to, well, I didn't even release the album, I guess, but when we went and saw the wall, mm-hmm. the, the like film version of the album at the tower, doesn't leave a great taste in your mouth. No. And it's like, it's got a lot of stuff that w- it's for sure edgy, but it's yeah. like the way it has aged is like that was the wrong choice. Quite unfortunate. For sure. Like yeah, quite an unfortunate thing. <laughs> it was it that. was not a good idea actually to get Nazis, real Nazis for this. Like fucking Jesus Christ. And it's very just like like man, women are women are the blight of my wrong. life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So I didn't love the wall, mm-hmm. but Dark Side of the Moon I really I did really like it. You yeah. know what song on it? Just gives me such a nostalgic feeling. Hmm. Not even necessarily good nostalgia. Just like, wow. When I heard it, I was like, this is that fucking album. That is insane. <laughs> and song? it reminds me of playing Res- Resident Evil 2 on my PS1. That's a pretty sweet memory to associate it with. Yeah. I can't imagine it being Pink Floyd, though. Money! Money! Here's the thing. My stepdad, my ex-stepdad, right. uh, he used to listen to this and play pool in the garage while I would play Resident Evil. What a in fucking the- dad thing to do. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just really weird listening to this. I was like, this is that fucking album. Like, yeah. that is so strange. Pretty weird. That yeah. is very weird. Yeah. I feel like you and I probably have similar stuff about that, too, just because my dad was always in the garage smoking, listening to that. <laughs> I just, right. I made a joke to you about how, like, yeah, every man in his 40s or 50s definitely did that at one point with just some kid in the room. It right. doesn't even have to be his. It's just some fucking kid in the <laughs> some garage. Some random fucking kid in the yeah, garage. Yeah, exactly. But... Yeah, I think if uh, if you if you kind of disassociate those sort of things with it, there's definitely still just there's just good music. Yeah, like even just like oh my god, that it's like a a blend of like kind of groove, kind of funky groove mm-hmm. with like regular rock influences. Like the guitar on "Breathe in the Air" is so good. Like right. I love that shit. And and for me, the biggest reason I was like pretty surprised by it is because, like I said, there's a lot of other just like these big 
you know, iconic classic name rock bands that I have now listened to their albums for the first time. The Beatles. With, nope, I haven't listened to a single no Beatles, Beatles albums yet. yet. Yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, they I feel out the top ten. Sure, yeah. I'm sure they are, but like, <laughs> I haven't. I have listened to the Beatles, of course, but I just mean like on this go through, there has been zero Beatles so far. That's interesting. But like, I've listened to Led Zeppelin. Don't care for don't Led care Zeppelin. for Led Zeppelin. No. I used to love Led Zeppelin as a kid too. I just don't like that sound. And then yeah. like Rolling Stones, they've got a couple okay songs, but yeah. like I'm like I'm just not like a fan of like rock and roll. I guess I don't yeah. I don't like rock and roll music <laughs> or hard rock, whatever yeah. the fuck hard rock like is. Like the Vietnam era, like rock and roll music and stuff like that. <sighs> I feel like when you put it that way, I'm like, no, that's cool. <laughs> but <laughs> like I I only like a select few of them. Like I really like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Jimi Hendrix too. is fucking But see, awesome. that's like psychedelic rock. Yeah, exactly. So that kind of like, more like air, but like the one where they're, like, I'll play you a Led Zeppelin song that I'm talking about and just mm-hmm. be like, you know, this is fine music, I guess. It's not bad, yeah. per se. I just, it's not my favorite kind of music. Um, oh, Iconic, right? This is the album I listened to. I was about to say, it's Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, right? Like, this is a good, obviously, this yeah. is a good one. I, I do like this one. But like, sometimes all so that one's good. And then, like, I can't remember this one. Let me see. Like, just like that kind of, like... They're fun, yeah. but it makes me feel like I'm playing Guitar Hero 3. <laughs> and that's, like, the, that's the difference for me. I don't know. I can hear that. I can hear that for sure. But, yeah. But, yeah. Quite a, quite a, tr- quite a trip on music, I think, I think you're taking. I'm almost, and I'm what I'm what I'm planning on doing next is looking up like just other publications versions of that. So like complexes, yeah, good and idea. then like probably Pitchfork, mm-hmm. find some weird stuff. Maybe do like some like some of the best. I have also discovered like I just definitely favor certain genres of music for definitely. sure. But yeah, some good. I have definitely found some new good music from artists that I've heard of but just never listened to their full thing. Alana Morissette, Jagged Little Pill. Oh my god, I love that I don't album now. Anything of what you talked about, you'll have to send it. Uh, I'll play you one quick song, not right, the whole song. It. I'll play you one more snippet of a song from this Alana Morissette. I think it's Alanis Morissette. I think that's how you say it. J- the album is called Jagged Little Pill, and uh, shit kind of just blew me away. I was like, wow, I didn't expect to love this so much. Let me let me play you one you've definitely heard. Yeah, heard. Okay, here. here we go. I want you to know that I'm here. For you, I wish nothing but the best for you both. I know the version of me, she perverted like me. Would she go down the bunk? And then I'm trying to let me see, I'll I'll play you apart. Let's see, uh, oh, here you go, ready. Great song. Just yeah, great fucking album. Out. I loved that album. Yeah. So shout out Mayumi. She knew. She'd been new. She'd been trying she to been get me there. to listen to it. <laughs> Finally did. It's so good. Big music head, Mayumi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big big music head, for sure. <sighs> I think that's I guess, it for the I guess that pre-show. wraps up the pre-show, so we're ready to roll into our into our primary uh, our primary show. Which is the regular monolith film cast, which we will start in three, two, one. Welcome to the Monolith Film Cast. 
that's it. I, <laughs> I, you know, we took this whole break. I could not think of a single new thing. Mm-hmm. Like a new intro. So right. it's still a work in progress. Right. But welcome welcome back if you're a, reg- a returning listener. Welcome for the first time. If you're, This is the first time you're ever listening to it. This is the Monolith Filmcast. I'm Isaac. Across from me is the bull Jake. The bull? <laughs> that's, what, that's what Dave and Deb always say. <laughs> you know, I actually just found out. They're not saying bull. They're saying bull. I thought it was bull. I thought it was too, but they spell it B-O-U-L. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. I don't know. I think it's really funny that Philadelphia people use John as mm-hmm. like a, a noun, but also just means woman. Yeah. I, which is a little bit bad. <laughs> like you see a man, that's a bull. That's a bull. But a John, that's a girl. Yeah. But also anything that's a I, physical object is also a John. That's a good point. <laughs> which that's is good point. kind of bad. Yeah. It's not like I don't blame Dave and Dev. They didn't yeah. make up the Philly the Philly vernacular, but I was just really funny. not expecting you to call me a bull just now. You threw me off my game. Throw it's me the bull in again. Jake. If you are justice, please do not lie. That's pretty good. Thanks. This week we are going to be diving into the Batman 2022 from director Matt Reeves. Now, to address the elephant in the room, or I guess the absence of an elephant. That sounds rude. <laughs> I didn't mean that in a bad way. <laughs> if you're like, if you're a returning listener, you'll notice we're we're light one voice. Ethan is not on the podcast at the moment. Right now, it's just going to be me and Jake handling business. Two man show. It's a two man show for now. We're Eiffel um, Tower in this. Uh, <laughs> so we're spit roasting this table right now. <laughs> this, this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So uh, buckle, buckle up, buckle up. But for that. yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, we are. We're going to talk about Batman, but B man. Before we get there, we have got Buttman. So much. He's a Buttman. Mm-hmm. Is he? <laughs> I don't know. We'll he get into. Like it. We'll get into it. But we have a bunch of new shit to roll out for this episode. I don't even know where we start. I think the first thing that we do is, I don't know, do we save some of it for the end? How do we how do we go about this? We'll say it like this. If you're listening, I think you will have just listened to the pre-show, I believe. I think we're doing this one for yeah, free Yeah, we did just well. wrap up our first pre-show. Our first pre-show. Great first one. It was good. It was really good. good. Classic. Yeah. Classic already, if yeah, I Yeah, you should say. listen to it. <laughs> I think it's going to be free, though, so I don't, I don't know. I don't know that anyone's going to yeah. miss out. But just in case it's not free, mm-hmm. the reason you don't know what we're talking about is because Monolith Filmcast is officially launching its Patreon, Patreon. folks. Here we go. Here's the thing, folks. It's a it's a two man show right now, and we're just a couple boys who love watching movies, love talking movies, and you know I do love to do it, but shit ain't free either. <laughs> uh, and we would love a little bit of you know we don't we're not an advertising show. Obviously we you know we plug Letterboxd every goddamn forty seconds in this movie, or not in this movie in this sh- in, this in this podcast, John. but in this John, yeah. <laughs> but we don't have like advertisers, and we. I mean, we're not big enough to have advertisers regardless, but even if we were on the principle of the thing, we're anti-advertiser kind of a thing. So in order to do that, though, we decided to launch a Patreon. And Jake, do you want to speak to what some of those Patreon exclusives are? You need a minute? You need me to let you pull it up still? Yeah, hold on a second. Okay, I'll keep going. <laughs> so we're launching the Patreon, folks, and we're going to be giving away some new stuff. We've got big, exciting plans for the Monolith Filmcast. We're finally taking this next step. Here we go. Uh, this episode, I don't think we're actually recording. We're not doing the multicast or whatever. We're not filming it. Um, but 
going forward, we're going to figure out the best way to do that. We kind of, you know, we used our break to kind of test out a couple different things to do it. Trying, Still trying to land on the correct way to do that. But by the next week's episode, we should be back up live on YouTube and everything like that. So here's what we're going to do. We're releasing this Patreon to give you a brief synopsis, and then we'll go into some details at the end of the episode. I'll just do that for now, Jake. I'll just do the details at the end, okay? Wonderful. Wonderful. We've got a three-tier structure going on. First tier gets you access to the episodes a day early and unlocks the 15-minute pre-show that we're going to start doing at the beginning of every episode, which is just a random topic that one of us is bringing to the table. The second tier gets you both of those as well as twice monthly i think is what we decided bonus episodes that are going to be about 30 45 minute bonus episodes about something else we've already released one free one we'll release another free one with this episode which will be a batman spoiler review because today's episode will be a non-spoiler review and then our third category our third tier gets you all of that and it's just general love and support baby it just means you really love the podcast we'll give you a shout out we'll shout you out on the podcast and everything uh but yeah we are launching that Patreon. We will be giving the details out. Obviously, it'll be posted on everything and all that, but we wanted to get that out of the way right now, tell you guys that we appreciate you listening so much. For If you've been with us for the last 70 episodes, if you're one of the day ones, we love you. And just to be clear, our, our regular uh, podcast episodes will just be yeah, they'll as regularly be scheduled. It's exactly. just uh, some, some extra stuff we're pulling together, having fun with. Exactly. Uh, you can expect a couple more diverse topics, a couple yeah, more... Uh, you know, just general, general shit we want to talk about is going to be on there. Rather yeah. Than Sometimes the shackles stuff. of being a film podcast really weigh <laughs> us down and we are like, we don't get to hear ourselves talk enough. Exactly. <laughs> we think that our opinion isn't out there enough. And so we're like, we need to free ourselves from these shackles these so shackles. that we can talk about some more other stuff. And now we can, Isaac. And now we fucking can. So without further ado, I think we're ready to roll into the regular show. Oh, I thought you were doing the Law & Order song. What is in the newsroom? Oh, here we go. We are back at the newsroom, folks. X3, X3, read all about it. <laughs> read it while it's hot. We really got to get a soundboard. <laughs> It'd be great. So we don't have to just keep only there was a them. simple way. If only there's a simple way to implement one. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure that out. I think we have one bit of news that I can really talk about. I don't even know... There's one bit of news that we've even sent to the chat. Yeah. And everything else, we're not going to catch you guys up on the last month and a half's worth of news. Are you kidding me? I don't even know what's the biggest news that's come out. Batman came out. Yeah, but I mean news-wise. <laughs> I'm going to close this window. <laughs> the, this airplane is roaring loud right now. Fill in, Jake. To be honest, I feel like things have been pretty quiet outside of releases, right? Like, I mean, we got uh, Oscar stuff coming out. That's kind of... You know, that's the most current event happening in the film yeah. film culture right now. And we did I feel do like. an whole episode, which on we that. we did already talk about. So, I mean, on top of that, I mean, I I can't think of anything super significant. That's all right. It's going to be a short news reel today because there is one bit of news that we got to talk about. The Alien franchise has been resurrected by the Evil Dead and Don't Breathe director Fetty Alvarez. I guess you can call that Alien Resurrections. <laughs> I guess you could. <laughs> I guess you could. <laughs> Uh, this is all right. Uh, I'm good. I'm honestly not that like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't see this as like a, oh, he is going to breathe life into that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, I, I didn't even think, does alien need a resurrection? Cause it's, I mean, I was a fan Covenant. of what Ridley Scott was doing with it and everyone else hated that. So it's kind of, I, yeah, I really like Covenant. <laughs> right. I, I enjoyed Covenant quite a bit. Plus, the last thing that I feel like we heard people were getting into or whatever, like that new 
Texas Chainsaw Massacre was supposed to be pretty cool, and I feel like, and that was fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. It's like it's as cool, but I, we'll see. I'm not too like dead set on this yet. Yeah, I'm like this is interesting that we're going to be getting more. I'm interested because I because I like Alien exactly. That's but that's kind of where it starts and ends for me. Exactly. Um, that really is it. <laughs> that's our first bit of news we don't have much news for you this week folks but uh yeah i guess i guess um the sag awards happened succession won best ensemble cast i'm pretty sure succession did that's pretty cool great show dude that's just so good was euphoria there at all do you know hmm. Off the top of your head i don't know i hmm. don't know i didn't i mean i didn't really watch it i just saw like on twitter and stuff like that so yeah i don't know it's hmm. a good question i'm not sure but that's it that's it for the newsroom this week folks might end up being a little shorter than we thought (laughs) the all right next up we are sorry there's so much exposition this episode time for the new segment of the podcast yeah new segment of the podcast folks we're getting rid of one new segment but we are adding something in replace of it flawless segment (laughs) jesus christ jake is on one (laughs) um so we're getting rid of what did we watch this week folks because here's the thing. We've got a Letterboxd. And if you want to follow us on Letterboxd and see every damn little thing we've ever watched, If you'd like to see our, do. our review of the movie that we gave two stars. From please a, do. From a very weird actor or weird right. director from 30, 40 fucking years ago. Feel free to follow us on that. Yeah, and please do. I would love it. I would love that, right? Yeah, we love Letterboxd. We love Letterboxd. Um, but... It is hard. We don't. There's not. Not everything is worth mentioning. So what we're gonna change this into now instead. And I really, what I'm really hoping people kind of take from this is, first of all, you gotta make the letterbox account, folks. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> fucking do it, right? But what this whole segment is is this is for you. If you trust us as kind of, I don't know, authorities, and you trust our taste in films and everything, this whole segment is now one thing that we have watched in the last week outside of our regular topic that you have got to add to your watch list. You have got to talk about it. You have not talk about it. You have got to sit down and watch it at some point. It's a, it's a, we're still trying to work out a, a sweet name for it, but it's a watch list must add segment. So, Jake, because we're not going to go in the last week, we can go anything you've seen since we've gone off the air. Gone off the air. Yeah, if you would like to do that. Because I think the last thing that we talked about was... I think it was the first week of January when we left. So mm. you've got, I've got, I've got a few on here. But got a few on here. I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna look at my list, and I'm gonna find one movie that I think everyone needs to add to their watch list. Sound good to you? That sounds great. What do you, what have you got? You want me to go first? Or you want to go first? <laughs> you should go first. Okay. All right. First one up for me. The, my favorite thing that I have seen since we've gone off the air. Being John Malkovich. Woo, that's a good movie. Great movie. Been on my watch list for absolute ever, forever. God, it's been on there for a long time. Finally sat down and watched it the other day. Um, So weird. Very, very absurd. Yeah, Charlie, very absurd. Charlie Kaufman is a great writer. He, oh, yeah. he, uh, we did an episode about I'm Thinking of Ending Things, which he wrote. Um, did he direct it also? Charlie Kaufman? Yeah. Direct, uh, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking of anything. Things. I don't yeah. think he did. I don't remember. I'll look it up. But anyways, Charlie Kaufman, uh, it's a Charlie Kaufman script directed by Spike Jones, and they are a match made in heaven, folks. They, just Spike Jones is able to bring out kind of the exact kind of like 
I don't know. Yeah, he did. He did direct it. Mm-hmm. He directed. I'm thinking of ending things. Um, anyways, it's he. Spike Jones is like the perfect director to visualize what Charlie Kaufman is writing about, and it's the environment that they create is so just absurd and interesting and quirky and weird mm-hmm. in like just the best way. Mm-hmm. And to briefly explain it, if I was going to explain it, the whole movie is literally about a guy finding a wormhole that when he goes into it puts him inside the mind of John Malkovich the actor mm-hmm. who Pretty plays much himself. Ex- exactly what the film sounds like. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh that's it. That's the synopsis of it. I won't really give away anything else cuz there's so much other just like small details like the office environment. Yeah. It's just <laughs> Oh my god. It's so strange. Like, it's yeah. such a fucking portal to just this strange land. Yeah. It's, it's so it's, cool. It's almost like the lobster in terms of like it's this absurd alternate reality that's not really future or past. It's just like it's our world, but not quite. Yeah, and exactly. it's and I love it for that. Yeah, it's very good. And uh, everyone in it is so good too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, highly recommend being John Malkovich. My favorite thing. I think that movie also is like, of course, it's funny. Like especially mm-hmm. if you're into like absurdist humor and stuff like that. But also like, there's some really really cool analysis and just meanings behind a lot of subtleties in that movie. Yeah. It's also pretty fucking dark at times. Yeah. It's really sad. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, 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 but it's really interesting. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah. yeah, no, that's a, that's a really good pick. Uh, so if we're talking January, I only watch bad movies, uh, Ooh. since then, uh, I, the best movies I watched were probably the Batman and Austin powers. So okay. instead that's I'm going to okay. recommend a different movie that I just love. Okay. Uh, it's not a super, it's not like, less known or anything but it's mm-hmm. a great movie for me it was the first blu-ray I ever bought mm-hmm. as prisoners Ooh. by denny villeneuve yeah fucking genius movie i think about it all the time rewatched it recently still a 10 god yeah it is it is like one of the like most perfect movies i think i've ever seen yeah so you should watch it if you haven't listener it's yeah. a crime thriller movie which if you don't like crime thriller movies damn your taste must be fucking boring i just don't know how you i'm trying to think of like what's my most woke brained take that I could say is bad about that movie about prisoners. Yeah, I suppose mental health representation. Yeah. Mental illness, general rep. Well, they're not terrible about it, but they're certainly not good about it. I mean, they're not even, I wouldn't even go that far. It's just, it's not the focus. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, there's some points with certain characters facing those sort of things. Yeah. Where that, that, that's meant to be like, yeah, this person is is struggling very badly. That's true. But yeah, that's a good take. Fuck that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so being John Malkovich and Prisoners, yep. those are the those are the two for this week's must bo- must add to your watch list if you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. And f- um, folks, I'm telling you, take it to heart. I'm not here bringing <laughs> you fucking bottom of the barrel picks. If I don't have a good movie to recommend to you, if I didn't have John Malkovich, if I had said, okay, we're not going to scale everything that I would say in the last month right Mm -hmm. if i just said no just the last week i would have told you guys you know what i didn't watch anything that i think you must add to your watch list in the last week i watched some cool stuff but Mm -hmm. nothing like i watched hairspray it's fine it's it's actually that's not that's not true it's really good it's really good but that's high praise so if i hadn't put hairspray i would say fuck that fuck movies you need to play elden ring oh there it is everybody we don't. I don't want to get too too far down the Elden Ring hole. I'm we don't need to. It. I'm saving. We it. don't need to. But we can. I can tell you right now. Bloodborne is one of my favorite games of all time, and I like Elden Ring significantly more than Bloodborne. God. 
Elden Ring has gone through, has put me through the fucking ringer. It sure has. Of me being like, this is so fun. And then me being like, you know what? Actually, actually, this is fucking terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, these are, these are criminals who made this game because this is not fun anymore. And then I beat a boss and I'm like, this is so fun. (laughs) So we'll get, we'll get, we'll dive deeper into the Elden Ring talk. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's what I would recommend if it was. So uh, anyways, all this to say, take this shit to heart. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not fucking about here. So yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think it's time already, sir. Look at that. Look at that. Look at, Look that. at that cruising timeline. That's fine. I'm fine with I'll that. I'll tell you what. It's not just a signal. It's a warning. Is that what he says? Uh, something like that. The Wait, Batman doesn't say folks. signal. It's not just... I don't know. Whatever. It's something <laughs> it along the lines of signal. Something like that. Right. The, um, the Batman. Here's what we're going to do. On this regular episode of the podcast, we are going to talk for the bulk of the remainder of the episode about the Batman. We need to talk. We need to talk. And we are doing a non-spoiler review of this movie. Now, we will also be doing a spoiler review. Not even a review. More just a spoiler discussion. discussion yeah. Uh, that's kind of no-holds-barred spoiling shit. So characters. You, exactly. Events, yeah. Like so if you have seen the film already and you want to listen to that that's going to be a separate bonus episode that's going to be bonus episode one which will be unlocked it's going to be free that's another freebie that we're handing out for sure you got the key listener we love you guys you got the key listener here's the lock exactly we're doing all this extra content for you for freeze (laughs) um mr freeze (laughs) oh that's pretty good (laughs) but if you have not seen the film this is the episode for you we're going to be talking about what works what doesn't work why you should see it or why you shouldn't see it. Did we love it? Did we hate it? What would you rate it? That's a- <laughs> <laughs> shout out. Shout out Anthony Fantano. Um, a lot of influences this season. Yeah, yeah. We're stealing from everyone this season. We're stealing from everyone. But that's what this is. This is the non-spoiler Batman review. We're here to, well, I don't know. I, the, only, the next thing I was going to think of is not, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Is that what you were trying to get me to say? Okay, well, it worked. I thought about it immediately. Uh, Anyways, (laughs) the Batman. I don't even know where to start. Actually, I do. Remember when this movie was announced? I. This is a great place to start because um, I don't mean to immediately derail what we're going to talk about, but I have a story segment really quick. No, please to talk about exactly that. But time, we've got nothing. We're 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 to the bulk of our episode and 30, 34 minutes in. Include half of this recording is just our bone. We're doing fine. We're doing great on time. So, so I was talking to my coworker uh, like a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. She's a receptionist. Um, and so we sit next to each other all day. We're always goofing off. We're having a great time, right? And so pretty much, I can like tell by anybody who's around my age group. It's pretty easy to be like. So you watch Twilight like when you're younger, right? And almost always their answer is like, oh my God, I was I obsessed Twilight. with Twilight. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, and I was like, so you're going to see the new Batman, right? And she's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I get to be the one to tell Hell you yeah. Robert Pattinson is Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. the Batman? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, she was floored. She was like, how have I not heard of this? And I said, I'm not going to say her name, receptionist. <laughs> I, have, I have known about this movie mm-hmm. for years, mm-hmm. waiting and waiting. And waiting, and you get to find out today, and a couple be- weeks before the movie releases. Yeah. <laughs> and I want you to know that I'm not mad at you, but it's not your fault. I'm happy for you, if anything. Yeah, I but, just can't believe there's the you know these receptionists walking through the fucking world. Not a not a care in the not world. Not a care about Batman. The they, Batman. You don't know. <laughs> 
pump the brakes there, receptionist. It's simple. <laughs> we watch the Batman. You don't know the Batman's coming out? That's crazy to me. You live cringe. under a rock? That's a bit of cringe. Yeah, not actually cringe, but yeah. <laughs> so that, that, that was it. You got to tell her that for the first time. That was it, but... The uh, the objective of that story is we've known about this shit for a long time. I, yeah, I I'm watched sure it, we reported about it on the podcast. I watched it again yesterday, uh-huh. and I was still just I'm still just kind of in disbelief that, that I'm you're actually it. seeing it. Yeah, yeah that it's out, I and I mean. know what happens in it, and I got to see Robert Pattinson for nearly three hours be Bruce Wayne, the Batman. Batman. Yeah, I know what you mean. I remember when this was announced. I'm pretty sure we had started the podcast before this was all officially announced. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure we reported it on the podcast. Mm-hmm. We must have. Oh, we definitely did. I don't yeah. remember when that was exactly, but ages ago, yeah. decades. Yeah, yeah. Episode four, I'm gonna say. I remember even who knows hearing that Nicholas Holt or Robert Pattinson were in talks. Oh, thank fucking god! No shade to Nicholas. Holt, I think he still would have been good, but yeah, dude, Robert Pattinson he killed is that shit. Just as good as you think he is, if not better. Plus, he he really did shut up the the haters and the naysayers out there. Yeah, dude. Well, still, I don't know if he did. I think he did. If you're if you're still out there being like. Oh, they got the Twilight guy to be Batman. It's so stupid. Look it's in the so mirror, smart. bro. <laughs> yeah. Look in it's the look in the mirror. It's twenty twenty two. Right. He's good. I know. He's and great. People. It, it's. I don't know. We've beat the dead horse before. I'm also mad at people who. I'm not mad at them. That's pretentious. <laughs> but I am like. Okay, now you believe that he's a good actor. Now you have to go watch all the other things. You got to oh, yeah. go watch the good times and the watch fucking, Lighthouse. Yeah, exactly. So excellent actor has been. Has he's a good actor in Twilight. He's not a has been. I don't. I disagree. He's not a has been. But he's <laughs> you're a bastard. <laughs> he uh, he's a great actor. Yeah, even in Twilight, Mayumi made a great point too. Shout out Mayumi again. She said he's a good actor in Twilight with really bad material. Yeah, and I fully agree. Yeah. Also, Kristen Stewart coming for her Oscar nomination, dude. Woo! We've talked about it before. We said it before, but this it's this is exciting. That's mm. all around exciting. So I like that point though, because it's especially like Robert Pattinson had to say, "Hang on, Spider Monkey," and he hated it, but he was like, "But he I'll did it, it, and he did it probably the best anybody could." Yeah, and he was good in Harry Potter. Oh, he's great in Harry Potter. Yeah. So I don't know what people are talking about. I don't know either. I don't know. Delusional. So, anyways, we've known about this movie for a while, right? Matt Reeves himself, the guy who directed uh, the new trilogy of the planet of the apes movie Zzz. also directed the batman mm-hmm. i'm trying to think of a pun like mr reeves mr mr reeves mystery yeah well edward nigma isn't that the riddler's real name yeah in not comics? in this movie no 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 thank god kind yeah that'd be kind name. of because his like, initials are enigma enigma yeah <laughs> what a horrible <laughs> last name <laughs> pretty funny though <laughs> 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 Call me Edward. Mr. Nigma's my father. <laughs> like Edward Ligma. <laughs> e Ligma. That's, that's pretty great. I, that would be pretty funny. Anyways. So, I don't so let's know. actually get into the yeah, movie. To get into so, the movie, we, we, we were lucky enough to see this movie early. We saw a two-day, we saw it on Tuesday. It's Saturday right now. The mm-hmm. film officially came out yesterday. Mm-hmm wide but we saw it on tuesday in imax which was dc fan first something like that yeah Yeah. which is which is not nearly as exclusive as it sounds it just Mm -hmm. you just got to be quick on the draw to buy the tickets um which i was which i was um so we saw it on tuesday um 
We did, in fact, not know there was no trailers, so we did miss the first 10 minutes of the movie. I did go see it again yesterday. Uh-huh. We did not miss that much at all. Oh, thank God. How yeah. much did we miss? Very little. Like, I, you you guys went in before Ethan and I did, uh-huh. and Ethan and I were like, fuck, we're probably like 20 minutes behind. Uh-huh. So I don't know how far along you guys thought the movie was. We were like maybe five minutes late. Oh, okay, cool. So, And did we miss anything urgent? Not really. Cool. Good, 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 good. Thank Mayor's God. kid is pretending to be a ninja. That's it. Okay, fair enough. So... so. We saw it on Tuesday. Um, I don't know where to really, I don't know where to really start. I guess maybe how we should structure this is: what did you give the film overall? I, I gave it a nine. Both times. Both times. Both times. See, I gave it an eight. Mm-hmm. I was the lowest rater out of the group. No, you're a hater. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm an eighter hater, <laughs> and that's why I gave it an eight. Uh, very Green Knight esque of me, uh, I should say, and. Um, I did give it an eight because I, I do have issues with the movie. I definitely mm-hmm. do. But sure. it's it, not without flaw. No, for sure. Um but it is great. It is so fucking good. Yeah. I love this Batman. For oh, me yeah. personally, I guess what I kinda wanna bring to the table is for me I've I've always been a pretty big Batman fan, right? Mm-hmm. It's like and for me, whenever I think of Batman, especially nowadays, right, I'm always mm-hmm. just like I love the gothic rainy cowl in the shadows sort of aesthetic to Batman. It's mm-hmm. so cool. And I love that edge. Like it's, it's a little much at times, but I like that characterization a lot. Right. And I love the Nolan movies, but they don't have that. They yeah, don't. I would, I would say it, it, it doesn't <laughs> like it's, it's pretty like that. Batman is very confident. He's much more Bruce Wayne than he is Batman or whatever. And this one is just really what I've wanted from a Batman movie. Probably forever. Yeah. It's, I, I know what you mean. I think in comparison to like the Christopher Nolan movies is Christopher Nolan's Batman. The whole idea of that was, and it's, it's weird in hindsight to think about it because I feel like when we were kids, that was kind of my yeah. intro to Batman. Like mm-hmm. I had seen like the nineties Batmans and stuff, you know, when I was a little kid, but it, not to the point where I was recognizing these as like, Oh, these are very campy and comic booky. Like it was just, Oh, that's Batman. Right. Yeah. So when I saw Christopher Nolan's, I was just like, Oh, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And the whole goal of those ones was that it was supposed to be, if Batman was in real life kind of a thing, yeah. which I think they accomplished. Yeah, sure. It's certainly there. I think especially in their villains, I think very, very much. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Bane being this kind of like huge super villain is still very much like, okay, this guy is like, fucking scary yeah, right especially considering it's still using like the lore of the movies and league of, league of shadows and all that stuff so right yeah so like the christopher nolan ones are supposed to be very grounded in reality right which mm-hmm. i i get right it's like you don't have to suspend your disbelief i mean obviously you still have to be like okay yeah. this guy's a batman yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they're believable i guess yeah. and i feel like so in comparison to those though i know what you mean to me this batman is the perfect i don't want to still say perfect sure right because i'm like who knows what other takes on it but to me it's the absolute best middle road between the christopher nolan direction and then like that 90s comic book version right like it's very it's very grounded Mm -hmm. and in in reality and believable but it's also in a fictional fake city with bat caves and bat gadgets yeah which i loved yeah. i loved and i think it's pulled off so well yeah i, I kind of wanted to bring that up too not to derail just like the ideas of batman that we have and what we like about it but the fucking technology in this movie mm-hmm. is so cool like yeah. it is 
oh, I just love how it looks, like the aesthetic of it, and yeah. how like it's still super high tech, but it has like this very analog mechanical feel. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. Oh I my loved god, that. that was so cool. Like I was really blown away by that. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that like the movie takes place in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one. It's yeah. a modern day movie. It's not. Yeah. It's not specified when it takes place, but it's modern day. Yeah. Like which is also really cool because I mean obviously you kind of you kind of want that but just how it works its way into the story is actually really cool yeah and like with the some of the gadgets he's got like he's got these little contacts that he like can record with but when he's reviewing the footage i'm like this kind of looks like shit yeah but i love i love that yeah exactly because it's it's way more realistic and it's it's like like, just it's all red yeah like oh god i just love that so much it looks like he's playing it on like a super high-tech vhs player i and i like that it's cool it's almost like he has access to this high-tech equipment but it has to be analog so Mm -hmm. that it's not something that can be necessarily like tracked or hacked or whatever yeah and uh, i don't know i I really like that whole element of it and i think that really extends to like his whole aesthetic and just his whole thing like even his suit like it isn't like super vintage or anything like that it's still super high tech it Mm -hmm. almost looks like a ceramic battle suit Mm -hmm. that he put like this gray cloth over yeah the way that i described it is like i love the suit first of all so cool and they were at we were talking afterward after the movie and they were like so he's like bulletproof and i'm like i don't think that he's like bulletproof but I guess he is. <laughs> it's like he's wearing bulletproof armor, but it's. I like that his whole armor set is like pieces that are like in yeah. hinges. It's like he's wearing a suit's armor, like a knight's armor. Yeah. Almost. And yeah, I, I like that description of it too. And I think the thing about it, like you can even apply it to the Batmobile, is it yeah. looks like Bruce Wayne did seek out just the highest like mm-hmm. densest most protective like piece of alloy that's still lightweight right and he just cobbled it together in this suit right a lot like the the batmobile in this movie which by the way is objectively the best one <laughs> it is so far and away the coolest best batmobile we've ever batman's gotten. mad max car is fucking oh awesome it's like oh my god just everything about it is so fucking cool like mm-hmm. it's the whole back of the muscle car is like taken off to make room for the engine and so it's like lightweight mm-hmm. the noises it makes it's like a oh my god it's it's so, so cool. cool. It's so cool. Like okay. just, and it, I just feel like all that stuff across from it, like the regular iconic stuff you associate with Batman just has this new sort of vibe with it. Right. And it applies to literally everything. And it's mm-hmm. like the vibe I've wanted for a long time. Yeah. Like even just, uh, it's kind of like a, I think a lot of people are going to walk away from the movie either like really liking this part of it or like being like, this is way too much. But like, he is just so edgy. <laughs> like, oh my god, yeah. And it's like He's it's almost boy. annoying sometimes, but for me, I love it. Like he is literally listening to Nirvana <laughs> twice in this movie. The only honestly, maybe this is my first like ants. I, I I have no problem with the characterization of Bruce Wayne in this. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I do like a less confident Bruce Wayne. Me too. And I do like not I love Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne as well. Mm. I think Christian Bale is probably the best Bruce Wayne. Mm. Let me think. Yeah, I think if we're if we're if we're excluding Robert Pattinson for the time being, I think Christian Bale is a much better Bruce Wayne than he is Batman. Mm. I think his Batman is cool, but I don't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. thinking about Christian Bale as Batman is honestly weird. It's yeah, like, that's weird to imagine him doing that. But I love him as Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's very much that character. I and, I love to Christian Bale as Bruce Wayne is very like <laughs> like a. Uh, 
very cocky. Yeah, he's <laughs> like I a businessman, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's there. like there's like really good scenes of him like talking to people. And he's like, eh, I bought the hotel just now. Yeah, exactly. I'm so Bruce Wayne, nice to meet you. I do that. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Goose exactly. got the poison for Goose. <laughs> um, so, but and this bat, this Bruce Wayne is very unsure of himself. Now, the only thing I really didn't love though is like. His money, that's the only campy kind of comic booky part of it that I didn't love. Is I didn't love that, like, oh, his manor is like a fucking grand mansion on a hill that mm-hmm. looks like this old. Like, I was like, okay, that's a bit much. Like, just the part where he, like, comes downstairs and he is in his big t shirt and he's just like, the fresh berry. I was like, okay, this is too much. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That was really hard to match those two, especially to, like, his technology. Yeah. Like, I almost wish that this Batman was, like, intentionally leaving behind his like family wealth kind of a thing because I think it would not maybe not leaving it behind obviously he can't really leave it leave it behind but Mm -hmm. like almost like he is pretending that he's not Bruce Wayne yeah and I do like that he's like reclusive and that no one in the city really ever sees him like that's really cool but it does feel weird for Batman to still sleep in this giant mansion yeah but to just be like (laughs) Like brooding and just eating something in the way. Like I just and he's eating fresh blueberries and cream. Like and yeah. he's got his little manservant running around. Like Alfred. Yeah. Like that was one of the only things I just. It, it was. It's not that I thought it was bad, but I felt like the the characterization was a bit confusing. Yeah, I can see that. So yeah. I think for me, it's hard too, just because like the the wealth aspect of Batman it's always a problem is always just gonna be a problem especially now like it's right. when you're a kid you don't really care you're like that's cool yeah. I mean especially just now it's kind of like that kind of makes him lame well and like I mean I, not lame because I like that like this character gets to just do whatever he wants because of that right but just at the same time it's just so hard to not make that a part of his character at that point I, I do I don't know how I would feel because part of me would feel like it's so antithetical to the character if Bruce Wayne is not that. Yeah, exactly. Like, so I think this movie does a really good job of they let him still be a billionaire or whatever, but like there's genuine moments throughout the movie where he is kind of called out for mm-hmm. being that. Like, yeah. even to the point where some of the things aren't directly his fault, but it's like, well, you still have to kind of answer for that legacy kind of stuff. Yeah. Without getting into spoilers, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But part of me would love if it's kind of like Spider-Man, almost in the opposite direction, whereas like Spider-Man, part of the issue is that... He's not making his own suit with fucking Yeah, he's getting, he's getting fucking billionaire tech. Mm-hmm. But with this movie, it's like he has this kind of really handmade feel to everything, mm-hmm. but it is but weird. But with a billionaire's budget. But he's a billionaire's budget, right. Yeah. So I almost wish it was like... I don't know, different. Like, I don't, I don't quite know what I would expect. Like, mm-hmm. I almost, what I would almost love is that a plot twist for this movie would have been that Bat- Bruce Wayne is like an old, fo- oh, you know what I would love? And I'm sure there's a comic line of this. Mm-hmm. I'm not making this up. And so I might just be <laughs> stealing this subconsciously. I would love a storyline where Bruce Wayne is like a decrepit old man who has been Batman. And so maybe he hadn't even been Batman, but he's, Bruce Wayne is a decrepit old man and he is, funding now some other Batman. Batman Beyond. Is that is that what that is? Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. So It's great, too. That's that's kind of, and I feel like that's what this one takes some inspo from. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah, know. It honestly, was just, it was just hard. It was, that that was like a, I didn't have an issue with it necessarily, but I was like, mm, yeah. I was kind of lost on that. So. I actually kind of like that you brought that up because his just attitude and his personality really, to me, 
is there's some real Batman Beyond energy going right. on, which I really like. Like he's uh, he's he's very like young still. He's he's really new into being Batman without going too into spoilers. He's it's adopting a lot of two years. Can we say that two years in? Okay, and he's. A lot of this story is coming from a lot of different comic lines and like just taking certain bits out of it and putting it in there. And I, I like it a lot. I think oh, yeah. it works really well. And it has just this it's it's I know when we're talking about like how like gothic and edgy he is, you might have an idea of this Batman that's just like, oh, so he's like a nihilistic asshole. But mm-hmm. it's not really yeah. how that comes out. And I really like that about it. Like he just he. I feel like, yeah, I know what you mean. He's like a teenager almost. Yeah. He's like an angst. Nah, I don't even know. I don't know how to say He's it. definitely angsty. He's like, uh, what the fuck is the singer of My Chemical Romance? Fucking beats me. Is it Gerard Butler? No. Gerard Butler? <laughs> it's something like, No, it's not Gerard Butler. It's something Butler. like that, though. Yeah, it, he looks like he listens to My Chemical Romance. Yeah, he looks like the, the Black Parade era My Chemical Romance yeah. in a lot of this movie. And I love that. I do love it, too. I love it. I it love that he really wears well. like the, the black paint under his eyes for his mask. Because one, that's pragmatic. But right. also, too, it just looks so cool. The one thing that is really funny, and I mean, you can see it in trailers. It's not a, it's not a spoiler, but like, how is anybody looking at that fucking chin and jaw and being like... Mayumi's FaceTiming me right now. Are you going to answer? Should I live answer on the podcast? Sure. Hello? Are you busy? I'm recording the podcast right now. Oh. And you're on the podcast right now. Sorry, we need help passing this level on the text. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me, what, wait, show me the screen really fast. I won't derail the conversation too much, but let me see where you're at. What I don't know. Fuck? We don't have a way of crossing. Try to, oh, try to jump. yes, you do. To jump. Yes, you do. You have to. You have to look at the. No, 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 no. Don't jump across. Don't jump across. <gasps> look at how the. See how the the pattern on the floor is like. See how that yellow is right there. Uh huh. You have to walk along that path. Huh? <laughs> I, I, I'll have to call you back later. But <laughs> like when you see how when you step on certain <laughs> when you step on certain blocks they turn white. And yeah. then and then see how along the walls there's white squares. Yeah. You, you need to connect that pattern. So one of you needs to stand on that missing block between those two. Oh. Okay. All right, all right, right. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> okay, bye. Well, that's live show business, folks. That's, uh, that's just how. That's just uh, you know, that's rustic uh, showbiz, right? Yeah, there. that's how it is. Um. Anyways, what were we saying? I guess to to really just get my point across to me this is this is like just without a doubt it's my favorite version of Batman because of all that stuff. If you've been craving a, a more gothic, darker take on Batman, which I actually want to add one more thing. Okay, easily the edgiest, angstiest Batman we've ever had. Also, the only one that doesn't kill anybody. And he's violent, but he doesn't kill anybody. He's brutal. I'm okay with that. Me too. I'm okay with that. Too. <laughs> but he like makes a point to not kill people. Right. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I Thank God. I do like that. I do like that part of him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, overall, I really enjoyed him as Batman. Yeah, for and he me, looked fucking great as Batman. God, he looks so good, dude. But yeah, and oh, um, there's a lot of storylines in the movie too. I don't want to get like obviously we're avoiding spoilers and stuff, but like there's a lot of plot bouncing around, and I think the balance of characters is really good. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple that I'm like this person could use more time, but like I feel like Catwoman gets a whole lot of story here, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah, uh, Alfred I think could use more, but he still gets a good bit. Yeah, I don't know if I like Alfred in this movie at all. I really like him. You don't really? like him? 
Not really. I, I don't really. I don't think his character is necessary to Batman's development as a character almost at all. And I almost feel like he represents one of my least favorite parts of the movie. <laughs> oh, I totally disagree with that. Yeah. We'll have to talk about it on the spoiler cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I think there's a really good balance of characters, and there's a lot of them. Like I was actually yeah. pretty surprised how like the Riddler, Catwoman, Batman himself, a couple others that don't get a whole lot of like stuff in the trailer so i don't want to talk about it yeah commissioner gordon oh dude jeffrey wright's jim gordon is really fucking good yeah um but yeah to wrap it up for me this is just the best take on batman i think i've seen so far in movies i can't say for sure it's the best like movie movie. but i think as a batman movie it's probably my favorite one it's it's also very hard because i don't know how i feel about the potential of sequels like i want it obviously yeah i want it but it, it does it's hard because I guess I guess the way I, maybe a maybe a good way to just break it down so that we can kind of move on to some other stuff in the sto- in not specifically the plot but just other parts of the story is if I were to rank this amongst the other Batman movies mm-hmm. I don't think it's better than The Dark Knight mm. but I would say it's probably the second best Batman movie ever yeah I would say it probably go, for me probably goes The Dark Knight then this movie yeah and then. I guess The Dark Knight Rises. I don't know. Uh, oh, really? I really like The Dark Knight Rises. To be I just honest. like Batman Begins significantly better. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. That's I fucking, fair. I really like Batman I just don't like the first half of that movie. It's kind of boring. Like the League of Shadows stuff? Yeah. I, like I feel like if you know about League of Shadows, yeah, that's true. it's pretty cool. I but... mostly just like it. I'm like, oh, is that? Is that League of Shadows? Is that Oh, Gould? that's him! <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> um, so yeah, either way, I just it's not be- it's not better than The Dark Knight to me. Like, here, here's, what I would, here's what I'll say about, on that point. Watching... This movie makes me really realize that, like, The Dark Knight is a... I, I don't have it as a 10, but mm-hmm. it deserves a 10 because it's almost technical... Like, on a technical aspect, a perfect film. Oh, I agree. In, like, yeah. every single way. Like, watching this, The Batman, mm-hmm. and just, you know, there's several times throughout this movie where I was like, I don't love that, but I'm forgiving it because I just love what I'm seeing right now. Are you talking about story elements or are you talking about, like, technical elements? Um, kind of both. Okay. Like, so some story elements of, and like some dialogue stuff, but then also just like some cinematography choices and like some camera angle, like, like the whole bat flying suit part, like, and how like, oh yeah, yeah, like I was like, this is really goofy looking and kind of ruins like how scary this should feel Mm -hmm. or like kind of like thrilling. It is kind of goofy looking, Yeah. but I'm like, I'm totally, I'm not going to hold it against the movie. It's fucking whatever. But it does make me realize that like the dark Knight, from that perspective, from like a technical perspective, from a directorial perspective, from like a acting, a story is perfect. It's a part. And so the dark Knight is still the best Batman film ever, Mm. I think, but this is a second and it's a strong second Yeah. and it has its own characterization so much and everything. But yeah, that's where I would kind of rank it with that. I think that's, what's been really exciting too. Yeah. For me, like I said, Batman movie. Right. I love this Batman more than I like the Dark Knight. Right. But I do agree that the Bat uh, or uh, the Dark Knight is just like just a so perfectly movie. well made. Like right. it's really if we're if we're going off that scale, it's got to be Dark Knight. But right. for me, as far as like just Batman movies, and I love them because of Batman. Right. The Batman's number one for me. Right. Okay. Easy. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um. But yeah, uh, did you see Ben Shapiro hates this movie? Well, that's not a fucking surprise. It's not a surprise. What's at all. his what? Why? Why does he hate this movie? He said, first off. <laughs> This does not care about the character of Batman. What does he mean by that? I think there's one very specific scene that made him decide he doesn't like this movie. There's no, there's no, it's not even like 
oh no, the worst person you know, you you don't like. Oh no, the worst person you know made a good point. Nothing like that. No, it's nothing like that. Okay, what is it? What's his? Why? Why? Why does he hate this movie? No, I'm saying like I, I think a scene. I don't know for sure. I just oh, saw he doesn't oh, like okay. it. Okay, what's I, that scene? I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to say it because it's kind of it's something Catwoman says. Is it the hideously scarred thing? No. <laughs> is it the strays thing? No. The it's the white privilege thing. Oh yeah, it's a little cheesy. It's, it's no, but it's but, a definitely ham fisted, but it does not fucking ruin the movie. Yeah, Ben Shapiro's just a piece, a of, piece shit. of shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, that's terrible. Um, Anyways, if anything, if anything, that's a that's another dub, another dub for why you should go see this movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fuck Ben Shapiro. Um, that's that is a good point though. That's here's a here's I think just a key. Maybe to dive, I kind of want to talk about some of my problems with the movie so that mm-hmm. I don't spend the last half of the episode talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, One thing I want to say. Yes, go ahead. If we want to, if we wrap up in like an hour, like at the hour, hour 10 mark, I'm good to do the spoiler cast today. Yeah, same thing. Because I think that if we just talk about this for the next 10 more minutes and then go into our, because we still have to do this, which will probably take like 10, 15 Oh, minutes you're also, right. I so. forgot about that. Okay. Yeah. Um, but because right now our regular episode would be 45 minutes long, which I'm not, I don't have a problem with. But mm-hmm. I'm just saying we have the time. We do have the time. Let's do it. Okay. Um, the, I just, I guess a big issue that I kind of have in general with a lot of these movies is it's not that I want everything to be written politically. I don't, right? Yeah. It's, I, I'm not asking for that. And I'm not critiquing the politics of Batman. Like, <laughs> I mean, I do. Obviously, I do whenever I watch these movies or whatever. But, like, you know, I do take it with a grain of salt. My, issue though is what is genuinely ruining a lot of movies and i'm not saying this from like a like politics are ruining movies for perspective mm-hmm. but missing not even misinformed just like heart in the right place but you don't actually really know what you're talking about politics yeah. ruin a lot of moments for me lip pilling yeah yeah just like <laughs> things agree. like people being like i'm gonna try and be radical like the fact that Catwoman is like, we can't let these white men. I'm like, yeah. you're not wrong, Catwoman, but you are a working class sex worker. That would not be the thing that you are primarily worried about. Yeah. Is, I mean, it is, but you wouldn't say it like that. I don't know. It's just they're written. You can tell it's written by a white guy trying to yeah. make up for the fact that he feels bad about being a white yeah, guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like there's <laughs> like, some white guilt in there exactly. for sure, which I'm like, uh, yeah, all right. Yep, I think exactly. It's, I, think I don't it's disagree with you, yeah, Catwoman, but. <laughs> it's especially prevalent just because nothing's really said after that. Like exactly, she, yeah. I, I'm not going to say exactly what she says because like what she's saying is like more story related. Right, but like, right. But just after that, I'm like, well, then say something about that other right. than just pointing it out (laughs) right because you're not saying anything and then and and then i think it's just i think it's genuinely that i just think it's like you know no shade to matt reeves but i just don't know that matt reeves can really i don't know that he's got the chops to really do that from like a feminist perspective well enough to be believable because when he does i won't spoil it but you know there's a moment between riddler and batman towards the end where riddler's kind of calling out some like some bullshit that I think is actually really well done. I love that part. And, and we'll get into it on the bo- on the spoiler cast or whatever, but, like, you know, the writing there is, like, I, I love in a movie when you are torn on the villain somewhat. I mean, Riddler, for most of this movie, is, like, just, he's a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, when he says certain things and you're like, I mean, he's not wrong there. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with how he's going about mm-hmm. fixing that. But yeah, like, he has a, a few very specific lines in that scene that you're talking about that I'm like, that's good. It's a great That's point. good writing right there. But it's also because they kind of explore it for a minute. So yeah. with Catwoman to just be like, you know, it's like just this throwaway thing. I don't know. I just don't. 
I kind of, I just, and it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't ruin the movie for yeah, me no, not at, at all. all. It's just almost like, because that literally adds nothing else, you're just kind of doing it in there to be like, oh, no, 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 don't worry, guys. I'm one of the good white guys. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. you should have just left it out. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel the same way. Because, like, yeah, it's not even a message. I'm like, oh, that's, I can't believe they would put that in the movie. If anything, I'm like, oh, you put that in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly. how I feel about so. it. But, yeah, no, I think we, that's that's all there really is to say about it. Yeah. A little bit of white guilt in there. Yeah. And it's a little annoying. Yeah, and then the only other thing is, like, um, there's also the only other like big like kind of sore th- the okay one one thing i will admit is i do think this movie does not need to be three hours mostly because there are some parts that okay a lot of the direction is kind of not bad it's not bad but the sometimes like a character's direction and how they're actually acting is just like I don't like when I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh, you're acting right now. Like, yeah, I know completely unsubmerged. Like, so for example, I don't know if this is spoilers or not. You can stop me if it's a spoiler. There's a scene where Catwoman returns home and she is Selena Kyle. She's a regular woman, Catwoman, mm-hmm. right? And her apartment is trashed and her roommate is gone. Has been presumptu- presum we presume she has been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Catwoman's apartment is absolutely trashed and. She's like, she comes in freaking out, trying to find her her roommate. And then Batman is in the living room waiting for her. She immediately comes back, has conceded that her roommate is gone. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh. And they took my phone. <laughs> and then walks over to the fridge and then pours herself a glass of milk. And I was just like, this is so weird. Yeah. Like that line. A awkward. That, li- that lineage of events. I get that you're trying to get her to a, a calm down state so that they can have this next conversation, which is important to the storyline or whatever. But just like, it is so obvious. It is just so, it just sticks out. It's so yeah. weird to me. Like It's not a natural. Yeah. She's like, oh my God, my roommate. I'm, I'm fucking genuinely worried. Like my apartment, someone broke in everything. For all I know, she's fucking dead. I have no idea what's going on. Ugh. And they took my phone. Go boy, I could go for a glass of two percent right now. I just was like, what the fuck is going on? And yeah. then even like some lines with Commissioner Gordon, when he's like when they're trying to solve the riddles. Some of those parts are a little goofy. Where he's just like, what does that mean? What does like, it mean? Rat with wings. Mm. I don't know. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> I just was like, okay, this is weird. Yeah. But but again, it was they were moments that I was like totally willing to look past this yeah. because I just love everything else that's going on. But that's why you have eight. Yeah. No, that's fair. I think also, too, I, I do like that. Um, I've seen some takes where I'm like, I like that perspective. I just don't. I think that's a little too much where people mm-hmm. are like, this is like seven. It's not like seven. It feels like seven. I get I see what it they're has, saying. It, like it, 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 ha, it's, it just makes it so like the detective like mystery part of like Batman stories mm-hmm. and stuff are taking a big jump to the front seat, I would say next to action. Which I'm fine. I'm totally no, I, fine with, and I'm I love totally that. Fine with. I I really enjoy it. But I was never like in seven. I'm like, this is weird. What does this mean? And oh, this could connect that way. And then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, that all makes sense. Mm-hmm. Watching this, I'm like, I don't. I'm not getting that vibe at all. Like I think that I think yeah. that's just a little too much to say. Like I do really like the the, the, the more detective focused aspect story moments of the movie. But like, to be, it's not like seven. <laughs> to be honest, I do wish the mystery was a bit stronger. I'm yeah. not sure what the mystery is. Yeah, I guess just. Like, who's doing this and why? <laughs> Which is like, well, you know who's doing it. Yeah. But, and then even like the clues that they're solving, I was like, I don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, but I don't know. I do want to talk about the Riddler. Mm-hmm. We didn't even really mention him yet. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about him as a villain? 
Uh, very strong. I think Paul Dano's performance carries it a lot for sure. And I think the only thing about it is like, this is also a very new version of the Riddler and I'm not against it. I think it's cool. And I like this, uh, this new take on him. It's just, he's a, he's a little jokery, which I think it, I, I, I totally agree, but it's almost like one of those things where that's kind of the only issue I have with Batman yeah. forever is I just think that Heath Ledger has, I just don't know how anyone ever is a villain in a Batman movie ever again. Yeah, because it's always going to kind of be like that or in comparison to that. If like if you're ever a good Batman villain again, you're always going to be compared to Heath Ledger. And yeah. if you're a bad Batman villain, it's so much more noticeable because you were not yeah. nearly as good as Heath Ledger. And I, I don't even mean that specifically with Heath Ledger, but I mean like just the Riddler is like, crazy now yeah. <laughs> like he's like he's he's just he's very like all over the place and stuff like that i will say i didn't well maybe that's too much of a spoiler um so without spoiling that paul dano is good is he is so good. he's a great choice for the riddler mm-hmm. he has a look that is like <laughs> i mean it's just the way he actually looks so i don't mm-hmm. want to be too mean but he's frightening yeah it's a little <laughs> mean but he just he he's a little wormy looking <laughs> yeah he just looks like a like a creep yeah so um, I love him. I do. I love, love the him. man. I love Paul Dano, but he's a creep. And it's like definitely heightened by just how he's acting too. Yeah, like when he's acting normally, obviously he's not fucking scary. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, just that on top of just his, the personality he's acting with. Right. It's right, like, right. It's, it is chilling. It's yeah. yeah. And yeah. So I feel like, I don't know. I don't know what else to really get into non-spoiler wise other, other than to just say like, it is really great. It's like a, it's great. It's long. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is a detective Batman story, which is very cool. Very welcoming. Very cool. Very welcome. It's a Gothic Halloween opening scenes, Halloween night, which October is amazing. Oh, great stuff. Tuesday. Great stuff. Yeah, it's great. Love a lot of the stuff. I love most of the characters in this could mm-hmm. do without some of them for sure. Um, specifically like, Facini or whatever his name is. Falcone? Falcone. Really? Yeah, he's fine. I thought he was great. I thought he was like one of the best parts of the movie. I just don't, I think that's, that's where I get kind of lost on what the plot. Oh, like, okay, kind of I the, can understand like, that. I'm just kind of like. I think it definitely helps to have an understanding of that character already. Yeah, I, I definitely also think this movie kind of suffers from the, you know, maybe overcomplicating its own plot for no real good reason sometimes. I see. Like some of the, some of the plot reveals, I was like, wait. What? What? Oh, I want to talk about this so bad, but I cannot do it without spoilers. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll hold off on it. But yeah. overall, I I really love the movie. Yeah. I re- like I said, I don't want to come down on it too hard. I loved it. I genuinely did. Yeah, I um, too. I would also say I think a, a point of praise for this movie is like the vibe you're getting from the trailers is this movie. Oh yeah, 100%, like what you see in the trailers. 100%. If you were excited by the trailers, you you should you're go. Gonna like you're gonna movie. really like this movie. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And oh man, we didn't even mention it, but Colin Farrell is the Penguin. <sighs> Dude, he's amazing. He's so good. He, I love Colin Farrell, dude. He's he is unrecognizable in every aspect of this movie. I'm really impressed by that. Yeah, it's really good. And like not a in great, a bad way, just like he is very fucking good at yeah, what he yeah. does. <laughs> 100%. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Everything else is great. Everything else, like from a visual perspective, a lot of people are complaining the movie's too dark. I think it honestly might be again a projection issue because yeah. I. Did you see it in IMAX the second time? The second time we saw it in a regular theater, and it definitely looked worse. But that's just because IMAX looks really good. It was a little dark, too, uh, sometimes, but not enough for me to be like, I can't see what's going on. I still see stuff. Because a lot of people are making fun of the movie for how dark it is. Like, actual dark. Like, they can't see the screen. Like, lighting-wise? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But when we saw it, I felt like... It looks great. It looks great. Like, it's dark, for sure. But I feel like the whole thing is about in the shadows, and I thought it was 
lit properly for that. Like yeah. the things that need to be seen are clearly seen. And then there's, yes, there's lots of shadows and dark spots, but it's and like that might also that. come down to a projection issue. I think it's mostly that yeah. or, you know, watching it from home. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I think people, people are kind of misunderstanding how like, uh, HDR works on their TVs, which yeah. isn't their fault. It's yeah, no, it's, it's fucking complicated for yeah. no reason. But cause I totally agree. If, if Netflix has something in 4k HDR, it is impossible to see what's going on. Yeah. It's fucking terrible. But apart from that, you know, I don't fault this movie for that. I think visually it looks great. All I of the, I really love how it looks. All of the designs, the character designs, they were kind of, some of the people we were with were kind of making fun of Catwoman's costume and her mask. I, I loved it. it. I, think I thought cool. it was so cool. I mean, it's kind of the same thing with Batman too. Like someone was going to bring up earlier. It's like, you're telling me nobody who's that close to Batman is going to recognize Bruce Wayne's chiseled fucking John. Yeah. I know. Are you kidding me? I was thinking about that and I was like, Hmm. I do like that though. Like the, I, I was looking at the Christian Bale Batman design. He's got a small mouth hole. Does he? I love the the jaw and chin. Like and how much of his cheeks it shows and everything. Yeah, I love that. Oh yeah, you're right. Because Ben Affleck or not Ben Affleck. Christian it's literally like just, just a just hole his around his hole mouth. around his mouth. Yeah, and it makes more sense in the sense of like yeah, you're you, covering up your face. You're covering up your whole face, but yeah, I don't Ooh, really. Care and that I much. love holy, holy shit. fuck. <laughs> um, I love the collar. Oh, me too. God. Yeah. Yeah, just so like, good. even just the, the smaller, like, design choices, pretty much all around. Yeah. By the way, I don't want to get too, into it too much. Sound design is so good in this movie, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His footsteps. Oh, that, that's like, so good. Almost like a cowboy, like, with Yeah, with it fucking, sounds like uh, uh, spurs, spurs on his yeah. boots. <laughs> oh. So good. Oh, that's so good. And yeah. the Batman theme, fucking iconic, dude. Please play it. Okay, let me find it. Like, for me, that's like just the, the core aspects of Batman in this movie are so goddamn good dude so menacing and intimidating and scary like i love the bales batman too and he can be like frightening but i feel like a lot of times is it this one yeah oh yeah this is that's right and it swells at really good moments too i'll fast forward spots yeah i want to find this part where it's like doing that exact melody but it's just really loud it's coming it's so simple always forget i always have i always have to re-listen to the music oh, yeah. after like when we first saw suspiria i remember being like i didn't really care for the music oh yeah but then the second time and i was like, like oh this is incredible oh, this is yeah. yeah dude the music all around in this movie is oh god so it's good. so simple it's just like bah, such a simple bah, beat bah, but it's so perfect for right. this character oh yeah and that movie they use that music 
through that. So <laughs> good. Yeah. Like they use it so well. And, and oh, God, even just man. like the the noises the Riddler makes <sighs> and hyped up. and like the fucking duct tape. The yeah, <laughs> that's true. And like how like when he's talking, the mask is kind of giving him like a lisp. That like a little that? muffle. Oh yeah. man, it's he's scary. It's yeah. like the Bane thing kind of. But yeah. You can actually hear him. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, overall, it's really good. It's so fucking fucking good. good. I love how often Batman's also not in his bat suit. Yeah. Just, I love that. Yeah, that's even when he's doing Batman shit, kind of. Like, if he's, like, stalking somebody or doing some recon, he's uh, he's got this fucking cool, like, half mask on. Still has some, like paint on Dude, his I eyes. I love that. I love that. God damn. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, if, if anybody, anybody in the audience has read year one, like mm-hmm. the Batman one, there's a lot of that stuff here. Like even just how he like writes in a journal in, in the, in the comic book too, like in cursive. Right. And I noticed on my second time he's writing in cursive, like That's in this journal, cool. which is just cool. Yeah. Cool little detail. Yeah. Just a, a lot of care for Batman, I think yeah. in this, in this movie and all of them do, but this one is like, even Robert Pattinson himself, like I've watched a couple interviews with him just talking about it, and he's just a big fucking Batman fan. Right. Like he said, he would like look into fan theories and like what people love about the character, and he would like take that in. And That's cool. Yeah, he's just a big fan, and I you can really tell, I think. Steven asked me if I was going to watch it again, and I was like, I don't know, it's kind of long. It's three hours long. Yeah. And I was like, it's kind of long to rewatch it in theaters, but I'll for sure watch it again once on HBO. Would you recommend seeing it in theaters again? Uh, I mean... I would wait a little bit longer, but I did want to watch it again this week. Like right. yesterday when I saw it, I was like, this is cool. But I will say in the theater, I'm like, oh man, we're only to this part. This Fuck me. It's a long <laughs> movie. And I, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I, on one hand, I like how long it is just because I really like the movie. Oh, I'm sorry. But, I know, I know we're trying to wrap up, but I, one thing I did want to point out, it's not a critique of the movie, but I'm hoping that we get an alternate version of this. Mm-hmm. It feels like this movie was supposed to be rated R. I can kind of see that too. But Matt Reeves has said he never intended for it to be rated R. There's just so many parts that feel edited away from. Yeah, I do agree with like that. Like some of the Riddler stuff feels like like the whole rat trap thing. Also, the Riddler is literally jigsaw in this movie. He is. Yeah, <laughs> there's some big jigsaw, jigsaw inspo for yeah. sure. Like the whole rat part, no fucking idea what happened to that guy. Like You see a, a picture of him later. I know, but, of, but it's you don't still really like know. what exactly is, I feel like they filmed that for sure. <laughs> and then also the guy's thumb. Oh, yeah. They like they show their reactions to it. Yeah. And you can kind of see it. It's just like but, blurry. Yeah. I'm actually kind of surprised they got that in and still held the, had the PG-13 rating. Yeah, you, so, yeah. So there are, so I feel like I wouldn't, I'm hoping to eventually to get a director's cut yeah kind of a thing i'm wondering if that will solve some of my issues with the, <laughs> the movie matt as well reeves the matt cut. reeves cut yeah oh god um but but yeah good stuff Great and speaking movie. of speaking of paul dano being jigsaw and the, and the riddler and all that shit mm-hmm. uh you know he's a classic batman villain oh yeah and that leads us into our final topic of the podcast our final segment unless there's anything else you want to talk about nothing else all right our final segment of the podcast and this is a new one folks and you know we got to give credit where it's due <laughs> this entire segment is entirely lifted inspired and co-signed i will say they did, <laughs> they did give us the blessing on it the cruise control podcast one of my favorite podcasts double right d, double the, d cruise the double c Oh, double Dave and Dev. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their names. C D C D almost. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anyways. Dave and Dev from the Cruise Control Podcast. This is something that they've done on their podcast before. I loved it. I was always like, damn, that's a great idea. And you know, I was I asked them, I was like, you know, we're thinking about lifting it. How would you guys feel about that? They were like, Of course. Da da da. You know, so shout out to them. And I'll probably call it the Cruise Control top five segment from here on out. <laughs> they're, they're sponsoring in it. In honor. In honor of them. So 
This is the first ever monolith. Cruise Control presents monolith <laughs> film cast top five segment of the episode. Let's go. So this is going to require some audience participation. Basically, me and Jake are going to give you our top five of said subject, and we will have you, you the listener, vote on it, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, however you're going to do it. You can text us personally if you would, if you really don't want people to know you're a fan of the podcast. <laughs> but uh, So we're going to dive into this top five, and then you guys at home will tell us. The topic this week is the top five Batman villains, whatever that means to us. Mm-hmm. And we'll give our kind of pieces for it. I took it in a specific direction. I think take, Jake took it in kind of a different direction. But overall, we're going to dive right into it. And I think it'll be a good one. I'm excited for this. I'm, I've been been looking forward to this new part of the podcast specifically because I think it's going to be very good. You're going to get creamed, Roman. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that to me. <laughs> okay. We don't have a winner from last week because it's the first time we're doing first it. First time. So who is going to – we're also going to figure out a way to – I'm going to keep a tally of this. Sure. And we're going to have to do some sort of payoff That'd at be some fun. point for be this. A good time. So uh, we'll see. We'll start with this one though. Who wants to go first? Isaac, you uh, you did a lot of the legwork on this one. I'm going to let you take the reins. Go first. take the reins. Number right. five. Number five. Yeah, drink up. <clears throat> oh, man. That's all that's pistachio all- juice <laughs> at the bottom of that. That's Wow. That's too sweet. Oh. Number five for me, the fifth best Batman villain of all time. I went with a weird one on this one. Mm. I was trying to find one that I was like, I don't know much about this guy. I tried to look up his bio a little bit, okay. but I was like, he, he's cool. And, that's, and there's so many iconic ones who I was like, yeah, they're iconic, but are they actually a good villain? Mm. No. Okay. But I put this guy here because I think he represents, I'm putting him here as basically a stand-in for you know, the unsung Batman villain. Okay. So number five, I'm going Professor Pig. Ah, Professor Pig. I, I almost put him on my list myself. Freaky looking dude. Real freaky. Real scary serial killer guy. Mm-hmm. Dresses like a pig. Uh, carries like a little uh, kind of looks like Leatherface. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he just, freaky. he represents for me kind of how I looked at my list is I'm, I'm representing these characters to or these villains to specific kind of iterations of them. Okay. And professor pig to me just stands out as like, you know, the Arkham game cameo kind of villain. Like you find a note about this person in Arkham asylum and it's like, they're He's not in really, Arkham Knight. Oh, he, I didn't even fucking know. That's stoked. In Arkham Knight. Cool. Very yeah, play cool. Those games are really good. I know. I need to, I have still only ever played Arkham asylum. They're great. They're really great. One Elden rings done. Maybe I'll hop over. Asylum that. is my favorite one though. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yeah. But Professor Halloween, Pig, you know, Halloween. he's he's a stand-in for all those other weird ones too. Fucking Calendar Man, Mad Hatter, all mm-hmm. these weird guys. But Professor Pig, he looks cool. He's freaky. Don't know much about him, eh? You know, he he's really freaky. He like uh like like uh will will basically do uh, cosmetic surgery on people who are mm-hmm. just unwilling to do it. Because he's, like, trying to, like, sculpt them and make them perfect and shit like that. Because I think he has, like, a facial deformity. Very scary. I don't understand the character super well, so I might be totally wrong about that. That's what I got from Arkham Knight. That's very cool, though. Yeah, he's freaky. He's scary. He's, like, a fucking serial killer. <laughs> so, number five, Professor Pig. He's, like, a Bioshock villain. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty true. good. I can see that. Well, I guess it's time for me to go. <laughs> it is. My number five is... I think we get a lot of representation of him in Batman media. In fact, we even got a tease for him potentially in a movie a long time ago before Battenson was even cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the design of this character. I think he matches Batman mostly on the front of just like 
tactics, like when it comes to combat and stuff like that. So it's always really cool to just watch them fight. It's Deathstroke. Ooh, okay. He's got a cool, just badass metal suit and like a mask with only one eye open, and he's just black and orange. He has like a uh, fucking whatever that like a, a headband, yeah, yeah a headband on, and he always uses a katana. And they're just Ooh, always yeah. fighting. And Batman, it's really cool to watch them fight because Deathstroke's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, and yeah. then they'll just just fight each other and Batman's like, like I'm not gonna kill you I'm just gonna knock your ass out and you're gonna be real embarrassed <laughs> right. but they just match each other really well and I think they have such cool fight scenes so I, I really like Deathstroke cool Deathstroke he's in the Justice League movies right isn't he Joe Maggiano or whatever yeah he was going to that's what I was gonna talk about because there was a teaser remember when the Batman movie that was gonna come out was gonna have Ben Affleck in it right mm-hmm. they showed like a screen test of Deathstroke walk, walking out in his armor and that's it right really cool yeah. I love his design I just think it's cool to watch him and Batman fight but Fair enough. Yeah. Number five, then. That's number five. Number four for me is none other than the Riddler. Oh, okay. And here's the thing. I put Riddler here specifically with Paul Dano in mind. Right, naturally. I think he broke through very much so as just the Riddler himself is a kind of a confused character mm-hmm. in Batman villain villainy things or whatever you know what i mean the lore of what he does specifically is he's just way more of like he's definitely like a weird villain it's 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 hard to explain it, the way i feel about it is it's it's kind of like the polka dot man in suicide Squad, <laughs> where it's like somebody you initially don't really take seriously until you get right. more of his vibe and it's stuff. just it's like the guy who's obsessed with riddles kind of yeah. thing which is really <laughs> weird and then like jim carrey's version of the riddler is just this like you know erratic crazy man yeah but the Paul Dano version of the Riddler and just kind of what he represents and how it kind of blends those two things kind of opened up a new pathway to me for how I viewed him as a villain to Batman. And he is very scary to me. So I don't have much to say about him, but yeah, I put the Riddler there. I'm see, here's what's hard. There's so many of these villains that are, they're just iconic. I don't know how you don't, how you, how you don't eye roll about where they're at in the list. Yeah, but, exactly. No, I, yeah. I had a, an equally tough time, honestly. And there's one I'm now realizing I rejected, but oh well. All right. Oopsie. So that's not, that's my number four, the Riddler. The Riddler. Number four for me is a guy who who has only had bad representation in film Ooh, media. Uh-huh. But I love this character in the animated series. I love him in the game. Uh-huh. It's Mr. Freeze. Ooh. Mr. Freeze yeah. is so cool. I feel like he's one he's iconic. Like I love the backdrops of Batman being in like the some fucking just frozen cave uh-huh. and he's just such Ice a cave. contrast to it like yeah. just cuz his suit is all black and it just looks cool. And I also just think Mr. Freeze is like one of his more complicated villains. Like right. his whole thing is just like He's just so sad he's about like his, his wife. wife. Yeah. yeah, he's just so upset about that, and he's also just super smart too. So kind of like how Deathstroke matches Bruce's like combat ability, I feel like Mister Mister Freeze matches him intellectually. Right, and I really like that. He also has one of the best boss fights in all the games. So hilarious name, hilarious name, hilarious <laughs> Me? name. I'm Mister Freeze, not uh, even F- Ice Man. Ice to meet you. <laughs> Does he say that? He, the Arnold Schwarzenegger version of him says that. Nice, that's pretty it's sweet. Fucking stupid. <laughs> Who would cast that? Anyways, yeah, I, I I really like Mr. Freeze. Okay, cool. All right, so that's your number four. Yard. Okay, number three for me. Uh, number three for me is Bane. Oh, okay. Bane okay. is. Here's the thing about Bane. He is one. I think we get a little Bane tease in the new Batman. That's my theory. Potentially, I think so. Tom Hardy as Bane is great. Mm-hmm. It just, Bane is, okay, here's my thing. Good I'm putting man. Bane where he is because he's like a brute kind of villain. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in a lot of media, he, I don't know if he's really 
it's hard to kind of explain how he stacks up against Batman, but that's why I kind of bring him in through the Tom Hardy section of things is that like, you know, because I think he's in the games. Yeah, he is. And he's in some of the comics and I mean, obviously I think he's in the comics. All of them. Yeah. So like in those, he's very, and he's even in the old movies, but he's like, just like ridiculous. And that's yeah. like, and he's just like this big brooding kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But the element of, you know, that kind of just like tanky kind of Batman, he's like, I would consider genuinely one of Batman's like, big villains yeah like a just like physically Large. the space he takes up is big yeah. yeah and i do like that just in depending on kind of the the medium he is just like impossibly big too mm-hmm. like i just love that that's kind of sc- freaky but the kind of twist of the christopher nolan movie making him like a terrorist is so fucking scary yeah I and the agree. fact that he breaks batman's back and he's a terrorist is just like <laughs> sorry spit everywhere <laughs> Uh, that is so scary. Yeah, that's really scary. And so, especially and, just yeah. his his whole idea in The Dark Knight Rises is he doesn't even want to kill Bruce. He just wants to torture him. So he breaks his back and throws him in a big hole. Yeah, and he's like, and just leaves him. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. evil dude. And he is just like as, as for, so for that for that reason that's where he's got that's why he's on cool my ass list. Too. Yeah, he looks cool. The character design. I know a lot of people make fun of the Dark Knight Rises and like a lot of the like, oh, you were born in the dark. I was raised in the dark. whatever. <laughs> Or vice versa. I, he you was born were in the adopted dark. by the dogs. Yeah, that's right. I was born in exactly. <laughs> but then I think about the airplane scene. Great, scene. and he's climbing up those fucking. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like just, a, a, a villain who is, you know, I mean, you've got a lot of Batman's villains are like scrawny, mm-hmm. which is scary in its own way. Yeah, but like a just hulking kind of like can punch a hole in the wall and just like like just that's also very scary. Yeah. So number three is Bane, baby. Bane, baby. The bane of his existence. I might switch up my list here a little bit. Because oh. now I'm looking at it. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not changing five or four. I'm just, uh, I have three, two, and one written down. I'm not getting nervous. I'm just, I'm thinking about he's some getting, other guys he's getting, he's, I'm not getting nervous. <laughs> we're uh, thinking about other men while we're on our podcast. Number three. The Joker. Wow. Yep. Okay. Here's the reason for he's it. He's getting interesting. Here. Here, he obviously has, I think, some of the best representation in most media. Right. He also, it's kind of a double-edged sword because uh, there's also a lot about his character and his vibe that has just been kind of malformed into like a gross, annoying thing to mm-hmm. me now. But I know what you mean. But oh, so that's why he's not higher on the list. I still consider him a top three Batman villain, though. Like if we're talking Mark Hamill, Heath Ledger, Joker. One of the best, easily. Right. Mm-hmm. Some great representation there. Obviously, the contrast of Batman is is great. Like, if the the kind of theme for my list here is that they're matching Bruce or Batman in some other way, mm-hmm. and this one I think Joker matches Bruce Wayne's just psyche. Yeah, he's like the opposite. I would say. He, well, the opposite. Well, in the sense of just like he went two different directions. Right. With it. Like right, just right. two people who are just so fucking like badly hurt. Right. And they're just expressing that in different ways. Yeah. I really like that. I think that's explored a lot in a lot of really cool ways. But yeah, honestly, the biggest thing for me is obviously Heath Ledger is such a big inspiration to that. Mm-hmm. But Mark Hamill's Joker is so fucking good, dude. He's mm-hmm. great. That voice and just like I feel Iconic. like also yeah with Joker too. I think you can really go in a lot of different directions. You can either tell a really good Batman story with it, or you can make a fucking horror story with him right and i really like that about him well we didn't mention it but the new batman is kind of a horror movie in a lot of ways yeah there's definitely a lot of horror elements to it which i also loved yeah but yeah okay that's your number three that's my number three okay number two for me let me pull it back up number two none other than scarecrow uh scarecrow okay cillian murphy right cillian murphy cillian murphy the scarecrow even even Scarecrow in the video games. Mm-hmm. Great. 
he is the horror villain in mm-hmm. my mind. Yep. In my basically the way I look at it, he is. I think he's one of the underappreciated villains. I don't know that he really has any physical skill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like he's just, but his ability and kind of what he represents, and just like the fact that he's like Nightmare Man, basically, mm-hmm. it that is terrifying. Yeah, it's very scary. And I think that. A lot of how that's explored in media, too, is really creative. Oh, yeah. I really like that. And, like, Cillian Murphy is the Scarecrow in Batman Begins is absolutely the best part. Yeah. In my mind, at least. Yeah. You know, all of the horror visions of nightmares that Batman experiences because of, like, the Scarecrow poison or whatever. Mm-hmm. So scary. Those levels are fucking annoying in the games, but they're <laughs> very cool. Oh, I love those levels in the yeah. game. They are annoying, but they're so, they're so they're fucking so cool. cool. Right. I mostly like, uh, oh, man, like, the whole build-up to that level in Arkham Asylum is mm-hmm. just, like just fucking with you yeah. and I love that they do that a couple times in the game it's like some of my best horror representation in games I feel like he's like Mysterio almost kind of to yeah. Spider-Man but just because there's like hallucinations yeah, yeah but the fact that it's purely like a nightmare fear induced is so damn scary and it matches Batman really well very well and he very just well. looks I just like that no matter what the fact that he's like I, I, I feel like that's a good version. That's a good props to Christopher Nolan's is like taking a character like Scarecrow and it's like a Scarecrow can obviously be made scary. Yeah. It's kind of like an evil clown. Like, yeah. But the fact that you can balance it where it's like he looks, I get that he's wearing a Scarecrow mask, but he's also just wearing the rest of him is like a regular suit. He mm. kind of looks like one of the home invaders and the strangers. Yeah. Like that is so fucking scary. Yeah. He's, he's real freaky looking. Just yeah. a bag over his head. Mm-hmm. So number two for me, Scarecrow. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Let's see Paul Allen's card. <laughs> uh, all right, number two. <laughs> number two, Poison Ivy. Ooh, okay. I love Poison Ivy. She has such a cool... Honestly, a lot of times she kind of comes out not being a villain, but she starts as one for always. Sure, for sure. But just her whole fucking vibe is just awesome. Red hair, fucking green skin. She controls plants and shit like mm-hmm. that. That's freaky. Very cool. Yeah. Very well, don't go in the basement goosebumps. Yeah, exactly. And I think she she can use that to a lot of horror elements too. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, just, I love her design. I love her character. She just loves plants, dude. Leave her alone, Batman. She's cool in the comic or in the game. Yeah, she's really cool in the game. She has a lot of really good representation too, just not really in movies. Right. Yeah, yeah Uma Thurman with her in the old movies, right? Yeah, and I, I never saw that one, so I'm sure she was. Oh, great. that was Batman and Forever? I think so. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen. That's the Val Kilmer one, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen that one for a long, long fucking time. Bad movie. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it is Uma Thurman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love Poison Ivy. She's so cool. I would love to see a new Poison Ivy. Who would you pick? Oh. Oh. You, damn. There's actually a lot. Dakota Johnson would be really good. Oh. That's it. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> exactly. Easy. Yeah. Dakota Johnson would be a fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's kind of where the list starts and ends. Because uh, I feel like you've got your other obvious redheads, and they're all great actresses, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I don't know if any of them should be Poison Ivy necessarily. I think Dakota Johnson matches that, like, mm-hmm. perfect balance. It's like the Zoe Kravitz to Catwoman pipeline. Exactly. It's like a perfect fucking choice for a perfect. cat. Perfect. Doja Cat. Fuck, dude. That would be so cheesy and handy, <laughs> but oh my God, I would love that. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, like, you, Amy Adams. Okay, she's got red hair, and she's an amazing actress. Yeah, she, she would be fine. But I don't think she should be Poison Ivy. I agree. I think Dakota Johnson's got to be Poison Ivy. Jessica Chastain, she's also a redhead. Also could be great. Also a great actress. Yeah. Not for me. Dakota. I'm sorry. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of any other redheads. Holly Holly Watson, my mother. <laughs> she has red hair. She has great. red hair. Um, yeah, no. Poison Ivy's very cool. Thank you. Thank you. 
down here. You got any honorable? Should we do any honorable mentions? Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna be totally upfront. Revising this list, I definitely should have put Two Face probably in place of Deathstroke. Yeah. Two Face isn't on my list either. You oh know, thank God! Shout out to Two Face. Um, he is very cool, especially dude. Dark Knight. Harvey Dent is probably the best part of that movie for me. I love Harvey Dent. Do you think so that cool. there was a Two Face tease at the beginning of the new Batman movie huh. with that gang member kid? Ah, no, I didn't even think about that. That's kind of what I was. By thinking. the way, are, are they just supposed to be like just like for Halloween, or are they like supposed to be like a certain? Like, well, I was like, thug are you guys supposed to be the Joker? Like henchmen things? No, I I think they were supposed to be like a gang, like of just like it was like a gang initiation thing, but they looked like the Joker. I I have a theory, but it's spoilery. So. Right, we'll save it, we'll save <laughs> Never mind. It. I feel like they're kind of like the Rorschach. Clansman in yeah. the new Watchmen kind of a thing. God, that show's so good. It's a great show. Yeah, uh, Two Face, Catwoman. We'll throw her in there. We we went back and forth about whether she really Catwoman counts just as a never villain. Never really ends up being a villain, right? That's my and, only and she's all. Calista made a good point. Catwoman is not a villain. She's just a burglar. Yeah, like Catwoman's exactly. not trying to. Kill she's never trying people. to kill Batman. <laughs> she's never even trying to fight Batman. She's trying unless, to fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't really consider her a villain. She's like way more of an anti-hero. But shout out to her. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Okay. Number one. <laughs> Jake. <laughs> <laughs> wow, thank you so much. It's the Joker, baby. It's, it's gotta Joker, be. Baby. It's gotta be the Joker. And obviously that might be too easy to put the Joker. It's gotta be up there. So the, the, the listeners might... Might they might fall for your trick of you putting his, him as number three, right? They <laughs> My think, reverse psychology, right? Exactly. They're like, oh, the, ugh, you can't put Joker's number one. That's insane. Yes, I can. He's the best. No, that's cool. I never knew you were an incel. <laughs> he's he's that's the really best. Cool. <laughs> he's the best villain. Here's the thing. There is a uh-huh. reason. You know he's the best because. Every Joker tease is always like, oh, fuck, oh, who shit. is going to be the movie? The Batman ends, right? Mm-hmm. There's a tease for the next Two-Face. I'm more curious who's playing Two-Face. Yeah. Oh, cool. Two-Face is going to be the next villain. That's interesting. Oh, that guy's playing Two-Face? That'll be kind of interesting. You put, you throw a Joker teaser in there, though? Oh, my God. I'm finally excited to update my Joker's ranked list. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> the, the Batman Begins card at the very end, the Joker card, that's iconic. Dude, that's iconic. And and obviously, just like you, we've talked we talked about it briefly, but like genuinely, just Heath Ledger is, I think, the, by far, and I don't know that he'll ever be beat, representation of a superhero, a super comic villain, mm-hmm. or super... A super comic villain. Super villain. Yes, yeah. comic book super villain. Yes. So arch nemesis, if you will. Exactly, and and the in so in terms of movies, Heath Ledger he steals it. In terms of comics, mm-hmm. the Killing Joke that's evil. It's a good one. That's fucking evil yeah, shit that scary. he does to him. Real scary, real scary guy. And uh, yeah, he's just all around like the from every iteration of him, even the shitty Jared Leto one, right? Like <laughs> he's just very. The Joker. It's the mm-hmm. Joker, baby. He's got to be baby. number one. So yeah. let's see. Who beats the Joker for you? Yeah, no, that's... Outside of Mr. Freeze, you put him above the Joker? No, that's uh, that's that's really cool that the algorithm ran your list for you. Yeah, that's it sure awesome. did. No, that's it sure sick. Did. <laughs> it sure did. <laughs> number one for me. Uh-huh. Scarecrow. Ooh. I love Scarecrow, You love them, dude. I think... I think that's another thing about it is Scarecrow has some good representation, but it's it's a little under the surface. It's underexplored, and he's for sure. Due. He is due for an iconic outing, yep. potentially into the Batman sequel or wherever else. But even if not, he is the perfect antithesis to Batman, I think. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of, like, it's great, too, because if 
uh, Scarecrow's using any kind of toxin on him or nightmare fucking hallucination juice on him. Mm-hmm. It's really cool because we get to see Batman fucking seeing Bruce Wayne stuff, his parents, his trauma. Like, mm-hmm. that's such a great idea to explore without exposing his identity to the villain either. Right, right, right. I it's think that's just so within cool. his own head. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think that I think that sets up a lot of really cool things. And I think also, if we really want to get into it, it, the best representation out of all these villains is the Arkham Asylum game. Yeah. With the scarecrow areas, dude. They're so cool. There's a part where you're walking through the morgue and you unzip it and it's Bruce Wayne's parents. Oh, yeah. She's getting hallucination juice pumped <laughs> through, through the, the vents. Through the fucking vents, that's right. There's also oh a part in God, the middle of the, about that. There's a part in the middle of the game yeah, where you yeah, think yeah. your game crashed. It gets like oh, blue yeah, screen yeah, yeah. and it replays the intro, but instead of Batman being where he is in the intro, it's Joker. Right. And he's right. driving you to Arkham Asylum. And then you get a fail screen that says, use the middle stick to dodge whatever. Uh-huh. It's so cool. That is so cool. Like, and that stuff being explored in one in video games is already really cool. But, and Cillian Murphy is obviously a great scarecrow, but. It's honestly the biggest, it's my biggest fault with Batman Begins that Ra's al Ghul ends up being the villain of that movie. Exactly. He deserves his spotlight and yeah. i think he would fit so well into this reeves verse i'm really excited because i know he's coming because he's the best batman villain he's the best he's your number one but huh? one and one day we're gonna get a, 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 an even more glowing representation of him in film but for now he's the best he's the best baby. he's the best man he did it <laughs> that was it that was the top that was five it. that was the first top five that was good who won who oh, lost? Oh god, nope, 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 <laughs> nope. <laughs> what? We nope. rehearsed that. I guess if I did an Anthony Fantano steal, mm-hmm. you can do an epic rap battles of history de- steal. I don't even. I don't. I don't know what that is. <laughs> you don't know. What that is. <laughs> I've never fair heard of that enough, in my whole enough. fucking life. <laughs> that is it for us, though, folks. Please vote. Vote for whoever you think won. Please vote. <laughs> okay. I was trying to do the. Please do not lie, but like as a vote thing, but it, uh, yeah, I just thought you too were too short of its words. I for thought that. you were just doing a Pokemon go to the polls thing. <laughs> no, that? no. Anyways, anyways, before we get that. completely derailed, go and vote for who you think won. We'll reveal it next week. We'll talk about that'll be the top of the episode and that person will top of the hour. We'll, we'll figure out what we're going to do exactly there. Yark. But, um, to wrap up, once again, folks, thank you for listening. You made it to the end of the episode. You did it. Congrats. Mm-hmm. We've got this Patreon we're going to be launching. Do you have anything that you want to talk about with it? Uh, I kind of just want to go over the tiers. Okay, go um, for it. Let me find it. Also, Jake did a lot of work in putting these tiers together, putting the descriptions and naming them and everything. Put my tiers into this. Yes, he, yes, he did. <laughs> and it, it it may go over some people's heads, but I, I for one, was a big old fan. Well, I appreciate that a lot. Yeah, because we're we're a monolith film cast. We're 2001 A Space Odyssey inspired. And That's so always going to be tiers. the core. <laughs> That's the core of our ideology. I kind of want to let people just go read them, but I'll give the names a little shout sure. out. You can just read the descriptions. We got our $5 tier, uh, Ape. Ape, ape tier. That's the ape tier. You get a pre-show access. We love you very much. Mm-hmm. Our ten dollar a month tier. That's our second. Our second tier. Uh, bonus episodes that's, pre-show. That's early. our spaceman tier. Oh, uh, yeah. You're getting uh, most of the most of the content we're going to be dropping is going to be on here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get the pre-show and the monthly bonus episodes, which we're doing about two a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, Space baby is the final fifteen dollar tier. <sighs> Everything before then, but this is way more of like a thing of like if you you know really want to shell shell out a little bit more for us as a token of appreciation. That's what that's what we'll that tier it, is yeah, there we'll for. Grovel yeah. to you forever. Yeah, as well as a little patron shout out. Oh yeah, 
Um, but yeah, if, uh, <laughs> I, I really love for you to read the descriptions of them because I got a little wacky with it. Yeah, um, but either way, of course, we're always going to be here for you. We're always here. Yeah. No we're a shoulder what. to cry on. Once a week at least. Once a week at least. Don't text us, but you can listen to us. You can text us. If you we have, got things if you to say. I don't want to hear whatever stupid shit you want to tell me. But you <laughs> if, can listen to what I got to say. Yeah, if you've got the number, go ahead. I'm not giving my phone number out on the podcast. But, you know, shout out to the new people oh, listening, eight, too. Oh, 8473980? Don't dial that. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'm Isaac. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Isaac Ramen. Jake, where can people find you? Hey, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at underscore moonscented. You can also find me at Letterbox at underscore moonscented, I think. Or maybe I think it's so. like, I don't always fucking it, it might be Vavu. The underscores, yeah, the underscores, yeah. 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 I'll tell you what I'll underscore. Our patron, which you can find at Monolith Podcast on Patreon. Boom. It'll also be in the description for the episode going forward. Easier way to find it. You can find the Letterboxd HQ page for us as well. It's just Monolith Pod on Letterboxd. That's where you you can find us as the Monolith Filmcast on Twitter, Mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook at Monolith Pod. Come take a look at our box. (laughs) Yikes. The music is by Cassette Drift. Thanks for thank you, Cassette Drift, for sticking around. If for my girl four don't want to give me a PlayStation, I'll just go play my Xbox. <laughs> what my does Xbox, that mean? My Xbox. Please, stop. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, folks, please. Oh my God! Um, shout out to Cassette Drift. Thank you so much. Um, is there any? Who else am I forgetting? Anyone else we need to shout out? God. God, thank you so much to um, you know. Jesus himself. Uh, thanks, sir. Mm-hmm. Good job. <laughs> I guess. Um, if you're there, I thank you. You know, <laughs> I, I, I hope so. I hope Big so. Statement. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm a good enough person, I think. I'm hoping to get there on my merits of my own. <laughs> good personality. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, you're making me go down the whole path. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for listening this week. I don't remember what we're talking about next week, but. Tune in and find out. Tune in to find out what we're talking about next week. And if you liked this one, stick around. They're going to be a bonus episode where we do our Batman spoiler review for another 30, 40-ish minutes. So if you want to check that out, that one will be free. Past that, you're going to have to cough up some... You're going to have to pay the piper to listen to that stuff. So thank you. Welcome to Season 4. We'll be back next week. 